Hello and welcome back to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stoltzfus and I'm here with Robert Younghans, right? I said you got right? it. You did it very well. And you're known as the bug guy. Yes, sir. That's, so uh, what does that mean? Of course, I know fly fishing and stuff like this. Right. Entomology is so important. What does that mean? You know, it's interesting because I think that the bulk of the people that don't know about fly fishing actually think I'm an exterminator. <laughs> and I often think that I should probably actually just maybe do that as a side job. Right. Because uh, people literally walk up to my vehicle and see the signs and I get and they're like, hey, we're having problems with roaches and ants and mice. Could you come over? I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should just start doing that as a little side deal. But in reality, with fly fishing, the core, the fulcrum of fly fishing is understanding what's in an aquatic ecosystem, trout foods, and their imitations. And, and if we don't know that, you might as well, it doesn't matter if you have an $800 fly rod and fancy waders and all kinds of, you know, special equipment and good boots and a great reel and an amazing fly line and all this stuff. I mean, where it all starts on the most fundamental level is going to a creek, going to a river, turning over some rocks, uh, maybe going to a lake, the same kind of thing, and understanding what the natural foods, food sources are. That can be mayflies and stoneflies and caddisflies and and we can have terrestrials, uh, we can have beetles, we can have grasshoppers, trout, uh, just like bass and other types of species, they're what we call opportunistic generalists. And so anything they can get their mouth around and eat, they'll eat. So we're here at the Colorado Springs Sportsman and Boat Show. You've got, we're sitting here, I'm setting the scene here, we're sitting here, we've got a tank, a fish tank, we've got uh, a lot of a lot of aquatic bugs and we've even got some fish in there and and so you come here and your job or your desire is to teach people how to read the river Exactly. Not it, and on two different levels. One, reading the river, uh, the river subsurface through the substrate, what's in the water, what's available to the fish, and also reading a river just like you would with a. I mean, you can apply this to any outdoor activity, whether you know it's it's hunting or archery or anything. Is reading your terrain. The terrain for us is that river. Reading the eddies, the ponds, the riffles. Um, you know how fast the water is, what the temperatures are, what the clarity's like. Um, there's a. Um, uh, what what the flows are that's that's a big thing right. what are, what's our CSF are we running at 300 are we running at 50 right. and so the great thing about fly fishing is there's nothing wrong with sitting on a bucket with a bobber at a lake somewhere I mean because I'm not a snob about that I grew up doing it mm-hmm. and putting a worm on there and having a having a drink and whatever you want to do but fly fishing is really active and it's really science based there's not a lot of luck in fly fishing right. and so you have to take all those different uh, variables that we talked about Right, so we got to look at the river. We got to look at deciphering fish feeding behavior. We got to look at the bugs. We got to see what's hatching, and then we have to go to our fly boxes and go, okay, what do I have that matches the actual food sources that are within that system that are available to, for fish to eat? So, in in, in my opinion, I, and I, uh, Adam Wells, who is uh, my co-host on the Outback right. Outdoors. Adam uh, has probably forgotten more about the outdoors than I will ever know. <laughs> but one of the things he really got me into fly fishing. And what I found is fly fishing is to fishing like archery is to hunting. Oh, bingo. Okay. So, so for me, it, it, it's, it's, I go out and I hunt 
and I have two encounters, archery, and I don't kill anything, and I had a great day. Exactly. Right. You go and you fish, fish, and and it's and it's presenting, it's presenting uh, that 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 cast in a natural way with a good mend, and you're you know all of these different things that you're doing as you're working this river. Exactly. Right. But it all begins with what are you going to present? Exactly. It starts with that because if you're in the middle of the winter and you're on a river that has some open water and you're throwing them a grasshopper, you might want to think for a second, wait, am I finding grasshoppers? Am I seeing grasshoppers? Is that a, is that a good pattern selection? Is that the thing that I should be doing? Uh, and I'm, I'm to blame. I know here's, I enjoy hunting. Uh, excuse me. I enjoy fly fishing right. and I enjoy top water. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, dry that's flies. Yeah, you like I to love see it, it. because yeah. I like that. See, it's just like when I'm bass fishing, I like a a, a, a popper. Oh yeah, but just... they're not. But I can catch them with worms all day long or whatever, right? So, so for me, I want to gravitate towards something that excites me. But really, what I want, if I want to catch fish, right? Then I need to be knowing in my in my nymph and you know what what am, a merger what, what am I looking for when I decide what I'm going to put on the end of that fly? Well, that's and, and uh, that's that's really you know the, one of the main things that that I really gravitate towards is trying to take the intimidation out of that sometimes because right. people people will go to me they'll say uh, oh and, and let me get back to the archery thing too because I, I really you touched on a really good point it, I mean there's not like this wall there I mean we have people that that uh, use rifles and, and right, that sure. kind of thing and they fly fish. But I'll tell you what, you have a disproportionate amount of people that, that actually hunt on bow that fly fish as opposed to people that do conventional fishing that use that, that, that are going to use uh, rifles and, right. and shotguns, things right. like that. So so there is that connection. And, and, and I think it's because the, and, and maybe it's the idea of needing to call a bull into 20 yards when, you know, you know, on a bow and there's that kind of more primitive aspect to it where maybe you're a little more engaged um, just in in that environment in that sense and you have to be you have to be more dialed in and and so there is this natural connection between guys that do archery and the guys and and women that do that do fly fishing so right. I, I want to so you're dead on on that point we see we see that a lot my job is to basically break down and kind of make it simple because you can get real scientific about it and lose people pretty quickly, but but the best thing you can do is to be an observer. That's my number one thing that I tell people. That's the first slide in every mm. presentation. Go out there. What do you see? Turn over some rocks. Do you have a seine? Do you have a little net to collect some bugs? And you may not know that that's Classenia sabulosa or Hespaperla pacifica or some fancy name like that, but you probably want to know if you're looking at a mayfly or a stonefly or a caddis fly or a midge at least at least that core thing and then you go to your box and you go well i have a whole box of, of flies that i've tied and they there's my mayflies and right. i just found a mayfly you don't need to know the fancy name you know right. it helps it can kind of help i always say you, you can go to africa tomorrow and you can go there's an elephant and there's a rhinoceros and there's a hippopotamus and there's a crocodile right, right. and that's what you want to do well if you're into fly fishing why can't you go to a river do a little collecting and go Oh, I got some mayflies. I have some stoneflies. I have a few crustaceans. I have uh, some some midges, some aquatic flies here. It looks like we have some bait fish in here. You know, why can't we make that jump? It's and when you can make that jump, that is a door opener for people. It changes their whole approach because you're not just tying something on, praying, and just throwing it out there. And that's that's I'll be honest. That's what a lot of people do. Yeah, is they're like, okay, I've tried uh, a, a caddis. 
uh, an elk hair caddis. Now I've tr- I've tried a right. uh, you know a, what do they call the the the, the beadhead midge. You know, sure, right, I, right. I've, right. I've tried shoot Adams or something, yeah, exactly. woolly bugger or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. And they sure. go through their thing, right. and then whatever hits, then that's what they fish right. with the, the rest of the day. Right, and that's and that's uh, and and I always say I can tell if I had a good day or a bad day because you usually have a patch that you keep all the flies on, and I'll come home and my wife will see a patch. Uh, just a foam patch and there'll be 60 flies on there and she'll be rough day huh and, yeah. and then I come home and there's only two flies on there she's like oh you had a pretty pretty productive day you know yeah. and and that's it there's not there's not a lot of guessing about it. you can fit you can figure it out that's the great thing about it um, and you you know I, I like to ask people sometimes I'm like and I try not to say it in a way that's intimidating or snarky but I'll say so why did you pick that fly and I try to use that that tenor you know not like Why'd you pick that fly? Right. You know, I don't want people to feel weird about it. They're, they're talking to the bug guy. They say, well, they gave it to me at the fly shop, and it's it's in this yeah. cup, and it's pretty. It's shiny. And this you, is what they told me to use. Do you know what it is? No. And I'm like, well, then that shop probably didn't do what they should have done. Right. You know? I said, so as soon as you learn bugs, you learn flies. That's the other thing that happens naturally. And if you want to tie flies, like we have some people here at the booth, you know, tying right. flies today. These guys have to be amateur entomologists before right. they're ever going to tie flies, especially if they want to be innovative, right. you know, right. and tie their own things. How do I tie a blue wing olive? Well, you kind of have to know what one looks like first, you know? Right. So it's a special thing. It's the hardest thing to learn in fly fishing is, is what's in that river and how to identify it. And, and, I, and the one thing I do tell people, if you want to take this, you can get a microscope and you can take this to whatever level you want. You can get all the fancy names, but try out last time I checked, don't speak Latin. Right. You know, I might do it just to sound smart and impressive because I'm supposed to be the expert and usually all that does is just go, oh, that guy's just way above me. Right. I, I don't need that. I find the more that I keep it simple, the more people actually right. enjoy it. And if we can have a little fun with it, like we did... Uh, last night right. uh, with our with our little cast there having the paleo man eat one of my stone flies. Yeah. I only had three. It was kind of hard to give one up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, have a little fun with it. But people really, really enjoy it. If, right. uh, and, and then they embrace it and then they take it to that next level. Because otherwise you're just guessing. We want to take that element out. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I, I, I meet my dad and my little brother. I got my dad and my little brother into fly fishing. And I meet them um, below Navajo Dam there in New Mexico. Oh, I love it there. Yeah. yeah um, the uh, Abe's Fly Fly Shop Abe's and Motel. And, yeah, Abe's and it, is uh, there. Yep. So anyway, uh, uh, the San Juan. Yeah. Um, and uh, we actually have, um, uh, we fished with a guide. Uh, a waiting guide last couple years up at texas hole and the cable hole there just and, a yeah, little yeah, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, right there at right? the top yeah yep, yep. yep so the reason i got a guide um i feel like i'm in the middle i go fishing with adam and adam is like okay let's try this i'm gonna try here you work here and i cast and i right yeah and he goes hey, hey let me try yeah. Whoop. Right. Right. And he catches one. Right. Right away. I feel like I'm just a step down from that. Right. With my my dad and my brother, I feel like I'm like, okay, let's try this. And in years past, we've caught fish. Sure. But right. I, do, I don't know that next level. So we brought in a guide, made all the difference in the world. Number it's one, yeah. it right. took out the guesswork of what should we be using. The other the other thing was, was the subtlety of take. We had no idea. The you were actually getting, take. getting takes, yeah. Right, right exactly. and so, yeah. uh, you know, um, and I've been fly fishing for a while, but I never realized 
the cues of the subtlety of take that and he brought some of that to light and we went from catching five six seven fish a day to catching 35 fish a day right and that's like like anything you know um i mean when i do guide trips obviously you have there's some people are coachable some people aren't you have to be i would say if you're going to get frustrated with that you're probably in the wrong profession right sometimes you get a dad and a son and he's eight years old and he's done after 15 minutes and he wants to throw rocks in the water and let my labrador you know chase sticks you got you got to make it positive for, right. for kids uh you know, I had, I've had a chance to do, a, you know, teach a lot of professional athletes. Uh, Wes Bankston from the Texas Rangers, first baseman for quite some time. Never fly fish in his life, and he was casting like he was, like, one of the top casting uh, people in the world. And his dad had been fishing 20 years, and his dad was kind of pissed off about it. And, and I, said, I said, you know, you're the one that raised a professional baseball player, and he can take what I'm telling you, and he can trans pose that into what he needs right. to do physically right. I mean it was really really impressive to actually right. watch them but not everybody can do that but one thing you're kind of uh, alluding to is um, is what we like to call presentation I mean right. that's a big thing and one of the, the greatest uh, experiments with that is to and, and, and I'll do this with my wife and I'll also do this with Buddy sometimes we take one fly rod it's, it's rigged. So we're not talking two fly rods with the same exact flies on them and the same amount of weight and a strike indicator and all that kind of stuff like that. We're not, there could be an inch difference here and there. We're talking one fly rod. And I'll go out there with a buddy that's maybe not real experienced and we'll fish just a run on a river. He'll go through, you know, you know 10, 15 minutes and nothing. And I walk up there and I pull six or seven fish out of there. So what's the variable right. at that point? The variable is presentation, what that fly looks like. It doesn't matter if you have the right fly if it's not acting and presented right within, within the aquatic system, within, right. within the river. And that's, right. a, that's a big thing. And that's why sometimes when you go with somebody, you're like, I have the same flies as they do. And he's caught 10 fish and I've only caught one. Right. But it's those really subtle things that we do. And I think that's why people fall in love with it. And, and also why you got to be humble. I do not do a guide trip where there's, I don't learn something. Right. Maybe, maybe it was just the way I said, maybe you should try casting like this. Or maybe you should try mending this way. Or maybe, you know what, you need to bring your arm down a little bit. But there's always something to learn. Right. And I think the guys that think they got it all figured out mm -hmm. are probably guys that I don't want to take out as a guy. And I still, I go with guides too. And I've been guiding for 25 years. Right. But I'll go out and particularly with saltwater, tropical stuff, doing redfish. I've got a chance to, I fished in, well, 64 countries, India. I uh, just finished a trip for Mashir. Wow. Uh, redfish down in New Orleans is, yeah. is a blast being in the Keys, fishing for, 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 for tarpon and for permit and for bonefish. And then marlin and sailfish and, and wahoo. Adam's down in Belize right now. Oh, is, and, that, is he? Uh, um, he? They <laughs> actually bought a place and they have two cabanas down there now. They do That's rental wonderful. properties. Oh, okay. So they have, yeah. a, uh, they have a, a cabin up in Grand Lake and then him and his wife just, I mean, it was a it was a year and a half long project, right? You're right. But right. He, he fell in love with the fly fishing. And Adam talks about the, 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 the Holy Grail, which is what a permit, uh, a permit, a, a, a permit, a bonefish, and a tarpon. Right. Which we call the Grand Slam. Right. Okay. And, and he said, you know, the first time he did that was in Belize. Sure. Right. And, um, you know, so that's a different level. It is, you know, yeah. For, right. for, for someone like me, uh, live in northern Colorado, I've got uh, Puerto Canyon. Poudre Canyon, I've got uh, um, uh, the Big Thompson. Sure. You know, uh, both decent rivers. Yeah. Um, and uh, they do get fished a lot. Yeah, a but, lot of pressure. But, but you look at something like the Blue or, you know, the Colorado River or something like that, and some of the, the it gets fished a lot too. And people still catch amazing fish out of there. The San Juan. 
Great example. Exactly right. You're literally trying to find a spot, and you're standing 10 foot from somebody else. And those one or two guys in all of those people, and they're consistently catching fish, and everybody else is just casting. You know what I think the lesson is there? Is that humility again. You know, if I, is, there, you're going to have your curmudgeons on the river. You're going to have that old guy, and, and I've had this happen. Uh, Hey man, you know, and, and you come and there is a certain protocol that, 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 that on a river where you don't run through someone's hole and yell, "Hey, would you catch that on?" And you spook all their fish. Right. And I mean, I mean, you imagine doing that. I mean, if somebody you're hunting or whatever, I mean, you just don't do that. So you respectfully go around, and then and when maybe when they they're not hooked up, and you say, "Hey, sir, you know what? I'm kind of new to this water, and I was wondering, and I got taught this when I was real young. I, I wonder if you could look at my imagine an eight year old boy with a fly box, and I open it up, and I got a bunch of dumb flies that aren't going to work." Sir, would you mind looking at my fly box and picking something out for me? Because because I'm not really having much luck. And I still do that at 50, you know? And nine times out of 10, some guy's going to go, you know what? It, none of that stuff's going to work. And they're going to give you some flies, you know, that kind of thing but like they, that. Aren't they, the, when, you, when you're gracious in the way you approach people, yes. aren't they gracious back? Almost always. Almost always, Almost yeah. always. You will get those. I did have a guy once say to me, I said, so do you mind if I ask what's working? He said, home-tied flies. And I said... Well, well all right. I have a lot of those. Thank you very much, and I hope you, the rest of your miserable life goes well for you. You know, but <laughs> yeah. I mean that was kind of, that was kind of it. You know, and in guiding, you have to really be in a situation where you have to be good enough to not get into conflict situations. You think you're protecting your clients, but what's happening is it's making them uncomfortable. Are you good enough to just get up when somebody top holes you, bottom holes you? They're fishing out of your back pocket because you're catching fish. You should be, and people start moving in closer and closer and closer. And I know you've experienced that. Yeah. And I'll just say to my clients, you know what, guys? Let's just get up and move down river. Keep your mouth shut. It's taken me a lot of years to get there. Well, and what you'll see, it, it seems like the age, the younger guide will say something. Say, oh, hey, yeah. guy, back off. Right. The older gentleman might say, hey, we'll, we'll give you a little more room and, right. and make a comment like right. telling this guy, hey, you're, you're coming close. Sure. And then the older, even older, more experienced will do exactly what you well, say. Well, you learn that. You'll yeah. go, right. guys, let's get out of here. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, and, and I, I might say, he obviously needs that hold more than we do, and I make sure it's an earshot or something. I still have a little bit of a yeah. little bit of a stink to it Give sometimes. Give him a jab so. as you're walking right. away. And then like. I slash their tires to the truck, and then that's, and that works <laughs> out great. It's, it's yeah, fine. they have no idea. It's Break their windows, steal other equipment, <laughs> yeah. and everything's, yeah. everything's even. Everything's good. <laughs> you know, so. It's good in life. You know, I do think that um, uh, fly fishing is a, gr it should be a required uh, course in elementary school. And the reason I think it should is it teaches patience. It teaches um, there is an a bit of an adrenaline when you and it actually works out. Yeah, right. Um, it's sure. it's it's about the natural order of things because what you're doing is you're versus a bait fish bait fishing where you're putting a bait on a hook you're mimicking the ecosystem or the the food uh the right. whatever that that's naturally there right sure. um so uh, i just think that's a, those are so such great things for kids to learn well and you know what what are your required classes uh biology science physics and and at its core along with the entomology part of it is fly fishing is science it's the science of going into a to, the, the biology of going into a system trying to figure out and there's a huge satisfaction in doing that especially if it's a fly that you tied and 
you found a bug and you say, oh, I think that kind of looks like that. And you catch a fish on it. I don't care if you're five or you're 50. That's really, really fun. And then the physics of actually presenting a fly, because you know people sometimes say, well, what's the whole deal? Do I have to look like Brad Pitt? I mean, I run into that because people mistake me for Brad Pitt oh, all yeah, the time. Sure, yeah. I know uh, you probably, that, I, that's probably the only thing. reason you had me on. Yeah. You're like, thing. oh, it's Robert, it's not Brad. Yeah. But they think they have to cast like that. I tell them, you know what, you, you, you don't. That's one of the things that keeps people out of the sport. They think they have to do this big, beautiful cast, and it is really neat to watch. But that, you know what? If you can flip the fly out there and you can get it out there, that's great. Get a decent presentation and understand that just the basic physics of it, and then you apply the science of it. So yeah, you're right. So the more the more you treat it like a science, it doesn't always work. Sometimes there's variables out there. Right. Sometimes you get um, well, there's different perturbations. I mean, we have problems with heavy metals, and we have problems with mines, and we have problems with big flows coming through or a rain event, you know. But um, um, but for the most part, if you if you constantly kind of keep it, like you said, maybe on that you know, third or fourth grade level, in a sense where you're out there with that excitement um, and you're looking at the aquatic ecosystem, you're looking at the bugs, you're able to match that stuff up, and it all comes together. It can take a while, but when it finally comes together, that addiction is is the same way. And and I don't know if you get this, and this I'd, I'd be curious, but. I, I, I have a really good friend of mine, Louis Philippe. Um, oh, good friend. Yeah. Uh, he, he's my fly fishing mentor. Yeah. And uh, oh. uh, in fact, Louis is going to Chile with me actually in just really? in just a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact. Um, so I've known Louis for for 20, 27 years, and he um, uh, he was you know he but he does it all. He's he was you know conventional fishing, fly fishing, that kind of thing. But, you know, he just grabbed this guy in his 20s that was wearing cut-off jeans and I had a catfish hanging from a pole and he's like, you ever fly fish? And so I was really lucky to have a, a fly fishing mentor and that's something that I, there's two things. Either take a guy trip and go out and do a half day because it's a quick way to learn or have somebody in your life if you're lucky enough to actually teach you the science of fly fishing. Because because what happens is people will do it and they're used to conventional fishing and then what they do is they kind of get frustrated because I'm not saying you can't teach yourself to fly fish. I'm just simply saying that what you can learn from a guide or from a mentor in a day is going to take you a year to learn it on cut, your own. It's the, it cuts the learning curve in more than half. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, it's archery's the same way. Yeah. You know, if you picked up a bow and just started flinging arrows, just with a recurve, let's say. Right. In in Tom Clum uh, in in Denver is Rocky Mountain Archery. Okay, right. gear. Right. So so if you went in and spent 30 minutes with him, you could not. You would learn what it would take you years to learn and you probably would never get to that point exactly. properly you might be able to hit the spot but right. it's going to be inconsistent where you do that with fly fishing i i totally agree with that and you learn wrong too right. you unlearn yeah we have you know we have a guy that has a casting pond here today john uh jonathan water uh, walter and he was correcting my cast and i've been doing this a long time and did i take that i'm like you know he's that's his thing that's his niche mine's bugs you know right. and he was like you know robert you might want to try this and i and i could be like I've been doing this for 27 years, and you're telling me how to correct yeah, my cast. Exactly. And I, see, and I don't roll that way. I just figure, you yeah. know what? There's always something to learn when it when it comes no, down to it. There's that's, always and something. That's a great to learn. attitude. I think as I get older, I, I I would have been offended in my younger days, and now, right? I I think I I'm getting older, and I'm I realize how little I really know. Yeah. Right. So, right, right. Um, another thing I wanted to share with you is I've got a nephew, and he is an entomology freak so i don't know what wow. it is but since he he is i think sam is I'm, I'm bringing him up to nebraska to turkey hunt for his first year oh cool uh, yeah, I, yeah. I have uh, there's there's uh, charlie who is 13 
Sam is 10, going to be 11. Maybe he's already 11. And then Jack is 8, going to be 9. Anyway, Sam, since he was could walk, has had a... He was the one he would go get bugs, catch them, and freeze them. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Rather than put them in the thing. Yeah, the vials. He'd, yeah, yeah right. he'd put them and then he'd pin them on, on, on his boards. Yeah, right. So um, he is, now he's gone to a few, I think some camps or some different stuff. Sure. He's fast. I should, when he comes up, I should get a hold of you and get you, uh, let you meet him. Um, he's just a kid that, I, now I think of that and I go, this kid's going to be a fly fishing freaking guru. Yeah, if, right. If, because he's already learning what they are. He and doesn't he even, it, he's yeah. not even looking at, oh, this is a fish food, this is in the river, this is, he's just looking at bugs across the spectrum right. and is fascinated by them. Right. So, well, that, that would, you know, when I do my advanced class, which is a stream side and a lecture, the lecture is about two and a half hours and it's a pretty highbrow lecture, but I don't want kids to miss out on the stream side part of it. And a lot of times it's a dad and a son or a grandpa and a grandson or their granddaughter, whatever. And I say, you know what, do me a favor. I said, so how old is your son? He's, he's nine years old. I said, let's not make him sit through a two and a half hour lecture about aquatic entomology, you know, watch a PowerPoint program. I said, why don't you do that? And then for the second part of the class, bring your son, your grandson, bring him to the river and let's let them get their hands dirty and collect bugs. And I'll tell you what, that to me, before they've even held a fly rod, that's a, that is something that the kids, I mean, I've, there's some kids that could be squeamish, but very rare. I mean, right. that, if that's all they're doing on the river, they're, they're appreciating the natural resource. I mean, that's a big thing. They're, right. they're learning, they're doing the science. Like yeah. you said, it should be a required class. It should be. And that is a game changer. And that's one of the first things that opens the doors is let them go and just play with bugs. That's yeah. a that's a huge thing, yeah. and then if they want to get into fly fishing after that, that kind of you know. But uh, you you have a you have a short window there, you yeah. know. And you want it, and the biggest thing is you want it to be positive. And I know that's almost contrived to say that, but you want it to be positive, especially for the kids. Yeah, I, I agree. Take take me through if you can. We, I've got to go speak in about. 13 minutes. So, gotcha. to, yeah. to wrap this up, this sure. has been awesome, and I definitely want to get back together because I think there's a, a lot of things that we can glean from you yeah, as sure. an audience, and and and, yeah, and right. maybe maybe we can uh, plan a chance to meet somewhere and, and get on the on the on a on some water together. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, what for somebody new? Um, let's just say let's just say they've had a rudimentary introduction to 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 fly fishing. So they're not so, uh, like, we're teaching them how to hold a rod. Right. They can cast a little bit, maybe a roll cast, something like that. Sure. Um, what are the first things they need to be looking for? Maybe teach, you know, someone. What, what, I, I, what I say is this. You can either go through, I mean, most fly shops, at least at English Covey at my shop here in town, we have so many classes that are geared towards women and kids and, and 101s and 201s and 301s. And, you know, I say the same thing all the time. We don't do classes at the fly shop to make money. We do it to build loyalty and give people information. And that, you know, that mm. that's a big thing because we're, you know, family-owned fly shop. We're the largest pure fly shop in the in the country. You got casting ponds. I mean, it's a big, it's a big right. facility, but it's mom and pop owned. And so classes are a great thing. And usually they're not very expensive. And the other thing is to, is to do a half day trip come out with somebody like me i get a lot of people that just, they say you know i don't care if i catch a fish and the dads and 
people say, oh, you know what, don't worry about me so much. I want you to work with my kid, which that usually lasts about 10 minutes until we've caught a bunch of fish and the dad yeah. kicks the kid to the side of the river and says, okay, I'm ready to catch a fish now. But the but going on a guy, what you can learn, and we kind of hit, hit on this, but when I ask people what your expectation is, maybe not that directly, you know, uh, but because they'll say things like, well, I want to catch about 20 10-pound rainbows and... Um, uh, yeah, that's my expectation. <laughs> okay, mine too. <laughs> yeah, and, and I make all kinds of inappropriate references of things I would like in my life too that uh, hasn't yeah. happened. I would like to be, uh, you know, I'd like to have a super uh, five supermodels living at my house, and I'd like to have the body of Arnold Schwarzenegger too. But then that's not going to happen. So, so, uh, so from we, 1990. We, yeah, exactly. That guy. Yeah, not not the old one, right? And so, so I so I, I lower the bar, and I and I just ask them, and most people say, I say, you know, do you, I can get you blindly and it just catch a lot of fish? I said, oh, do you want to learn? Do you want to do this? I got a guy that rolls in from Texas for the day. He's on a business meeting. He, don't, he doesn't want to learn. He just wants me to get him into a few fish. And I get that. So you got to read your clients. But your general person out there, most people, they say, you know, I want to learn to read water. I want to learn to cast. I want to learn about bugs. I want to learn, learn you know, how to mend. And so, so expressing that to a guide and doing a half day in the long term, when you think about all the energy you're going to waste of going up there and trying to do it yourself, even, even if you've just had a little bit of experience, um, what you're going to learn again with a guide, no matter, you know, I'm a person that guides me snowboarding, you know, I mean, just, just, right. I mean, of all things, right? You're, you're cutting, you're cutting the learning curve. Exactly. And so that's the big thing. So take classes, find a mentor and find a mentor that's willing to put down their fly rod and teach you. Cause I get to do that five times a year with my wife. And, and we've been doing this for a long time together because she, she has to relearn all the time. And the best thing I've ever done for my marriage is that when we get out on the river, that last time we were out was on the San Juan. I left all my gear there. I spent an hour and a half with her. She got back into the thing. She caught a few fish. She was done an hour and a half. She went back to her little um, chair and her book and her glass of wine. And I got to fish for seven hours the rest of the day. But try, but but having someone that teaches you that's willing to actually put down the equipment. Because guides, when they're guiding, the general rule is you don't fish with your clients. Right. You do not do that. Because you can't really effectively guide people if you're worried right. about your own fishing. Right. And you can't have a good marriage if you're actually trying to teach your wife to fish either. That's probably not a good thing. No. It's better to have somebody else do that. So yeah. that's really... That's really Really, the thing is to is to is to set the expectation and be and be very vocal about what your expectation is as a client, right. you know, and yeah. take the classes that the that local shops offer. There's a lot of good stuff online too in books, but it's a lot easier to get on the water. You know, get on the water with me and, and take a bug class. So how can people find you? Uh, what what's uh, what's ways people can contact you and yeah, set up sure. a, set up a class or something? Yeah, I mean you you can either go to Angler's Covey Fly Shop, which is easy to find. That's in the Springs, or you can go to thebugguy.com and it's 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 bug-guy-com. So there's just a dash between the bug guy, the dash bug-guy.com. Right. There's another bug guy and he's an exterminator. So um, so that's why you get confused. <laughs> so with yeah, him. exactly. Okay. Yeah, I know we have these exterminators here at the, at the uh, and show. And Angler's so. Covey uh, is anglerscovey.com? Yeah, it's anglerscovey.com. Okay. Yeah, okay. and okay. we have a great website and we can get you signed up Social for classes. Media. Yeah, uh, the bug guy official and okay. then uh, there's the bug guy site and then there's Robert Younghant's site as okay. well. So so there's okay. uh, uh, on Instagram is, is 
ways. So yeah, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of thing like that. Easy to get a hold of. Well, so. that's ex that's good. You and I need to stay in touch. For sure, brother. And yeah, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much for sitting down on a busy uh, morning at the Colorado Springs Sportsman and Boat Show. And uh, I know you've had people coming in here and you're taking some time. So I appreciate that. I got to get over and start getting ready for my seminar. Ron, thank you so much. Yes. It's a pleasure, brother. It's great. All great right. to meet you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, as always, we want to encourage you to, to find your wild. Find what inspires you and get out there and embrace it. God bless, and we'll see you down the trail.